is Westworld Podcast by Bleed TV, and I'm Zach. I'm Jake. And I'm Cash. And tonight we're covering episode three, The Absence of Field, I believe is the title name. Is that right? You would be correct. That's yeah. good. Um, not really sure, but we'll see how that goes. I'm, I have, I'm pointless here. I'm trying to even trying to figure out what the title means to the episode. Y'all have a clue? I think you have to be a little more tick knowledgeable than I am to maybe understand these things. Yeah, I'm thinking it's a little maybe military based for whatever reason. Mm. But I mean, I've really got nothing. That's bizarre out there, but okay, I'll go with that. I'll go with that. <laughs> I, have, I have no clue. No clue. Maybe the robot's name was Field. Now he's absent. You know, who knows? Uh, anyway, yeah. uh, um, all right. So overall impression for the episode, I'm gonna let y'all speak. Best first. of the season. This was yeah. the best season to me. Yeah, best episode so far. But question, really? This is I mean, really? This was y'all's favorite. Uh, yeah. This season, I was not impressed. Really? Wow. I really Dang, wasn't. I like this episode. This, to me, this episode, to me, was kind of a one of the engines was stalling, and we were just kind of in, in coasting, waiting to get you know a spot to land. I did not get that at all. I just, I don't know. I just I, that was the vibe I got, man. But you know, y'all might change my opinion by the time we get done talking about it. But I don't know. Maybe I was distracted. You know. Just, you know, last night I got heavily distracted when, you know, we had a, a giant fire over there at my place and, you know, I had to deal with fire department, police and everything else. And so sorry about the delay, everybody who was waiting on us who was supposed to have the pot out earlier today. But so it's 100 percent my fault. But um, but, yeah, when we watched it, man, you know, dang, what do you call it? My wife pulled her phone up and started like, let me know how it goes at the end. That's how she responded to it when she was watching it with me. And so, I mean, like, and she's just a novice viewer, so. Um, I don't know. I'm looking forward to talking about it then. If y'all thought this was the best, I can't wait to hear why. I mean, information. That's why I liked it so much. Okay. I mean, not only did Tessa Thompson, I think, crush it. I mean, she nails this whole episode. Um, but also just getting information. We okay. learned, we, we learned what the, I guess I would say the antagonist is. Like what, what the problem is. This is what like a future that a lot of people are terrified of. You know, you're having a, social credit score, you know, kind of, a life score. Mm-hmm. You know, that's kind of terrifying future that is very possible, I feel like. Yeah. So we kind of see we kind of see what the, you know, why a human would care about this revolution now. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it gives Well, it's an enlightened Caleb's, human. You know, like, like yeah. most, all other humans don't realize they're not enlightened to that their future is already basically set in this parameter. Yeah, I, I think that scene where she takes him to the restaurant and then takes him to the pier and you unfold all that stuff was just phenomenal, man. I love that little unfolding of the basically the scenario that they're fighting against this season. I got you. I got you. All right, so so far every episode this season, which given is three, it's been a central character focus episode. Would y'all agree with that? First one, you yeah. know, was yeah. four. Second looks, like we're, one. looks like we're going to get four of them. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm very, it's very unique approach to this season, considering we only have eight episodes. You know, I thought that was something mm-hmm. unique. So to me, I guess the reason I'm thinking with my expectations a lot, and I know that clouds a lot of my judgment, is that when I'm thinking of eight episodes, I'm thinking eight episodes of the last two seasons were spinning the bottle of you trying to figure out what in the hell is going on before the big unveil, unveil, all that kind of stuff. And this season, I'm not feeling that at all. 
unless they're just not giving us that portrayal like we should be looking for something in particular. And that's kind of where I yeah, was Yeah, but at. I don't... I feel like season one was the game, the puzzle, right, that you're trying to figure out everything. Season two wasn't the game. Season two was something totally different. And then this season, they're not, like, playing a game with you. They're they're laying it all out there. This is like a preparation for war type of thing. Well, season two did have, you know, a game to my mind because you were trying to figure out Bernard slash Arnold whatever, you know, because they were doing the time back and forth, back and forth with that whole situation. And you were, they were giving you the clue of, okay, when is the, when is this the actual time point of reality versus, the you know, backwards and forwards of time. And we spent the entire season for 10 episodes trying to figure out things and clues, and they gave us all that. So far this season, we've had three episodes, and there's been no construct of, well, I'll use that word construct, of them setting up something we should be looking for clues as if there is a a mystery or an unfolding or a reveal at the end of this season. Does that make sense? I mean, you think about it, season two, we were constantly thinking is, well, is Ed Harris's character real or is he a fake or is this or that? You know, back and forth and why we have different parts. I mean, like there was a whole lot to unpack, and we were constantly taking clues down. This this season, I guess my expectation was is that we should be looking, where's the mystery and what should we be looking for, what are the clues, and they're not there. You know, and I guess I that's mean, the just mysteries, an expectation. Who were the five orbs? That's it. Who's that's the who? mysteries. Yeah. Okay. Who's inside who? Who's the three other orbs? Who's Sorak? And why Wait. did she bring back? Um, now I give you now who are the five? The, 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 who are the pearls? Okay, on online they call them pearls. The, you know, circular objects, computer. They are pearls. pearls. That's what they're All right, but they're not making that a point of focus of who are they? The, this was the first episode where we say Charlotte is not Charlotte. Who is the pearl in the Charlotte? You know, ho, body host, whatever you want to call it. Do y'all know who it is? No, none of us do. I mean, there's a You're couple right. theories floating around. Correct. And so I mean, like, I'll tell you, there one. wasn't anything that I saw that made me go, "Oh, this is you know such and such." You know what I mean? So, I was very curious if y'all knew or all of because when I was checking Reddit and when <laughs> I was talking on social media, nobody has a clue. I mean, the people I'm talking to and what I'm reading is it's either a split version of Dolores or it's Wyatt and Dolores because she says us. That would explain why she immediately knows that Bernard is the one with blood all over it. Because I have no idea how she just looked at the pearl and was just like, why did you bring him? He tried to end us. So, I mean, whenever they're talking, they're talking as if they're the same person. And then you can see the split rancher girl versus death machine. Okay. Now, how she was able to split the two personalities, could not tell you. And then well, like, when yeah, they're getting the, the thing down, that supports it. Yeah, why it was a death machine. Yes. Well, the thing so that supports that statement is is that you're the one I can trust, and which is basically the you're a copy of yourself. You know. Yeah. You know that's the reality of it. You know she she trusted Teddy, but Teddy ended up you know folding on her, and the other ones that did their own thing. So realistically, I agree with that. To me, I think it is the copy of Dolores. Um, you know, but again, you know, there's not a lot that. I, I felt like maybe they were trying to show us clues by, you know, her harming herself, you know, cutting on her arm and making this circular line shape twice across, you know, across the chest, down her shoulder and arm well, and so on. And we, you do see that shape again later in the episode. That's on Sirach's floor when uh, 
uh, Hale is walking in there. Right. It's almost like the symbol that he has for him. But the, cir- the circles could also indicate places where she's been shot in the past. That would be her whole body if it's just a circle of where she's been shot in the past. I, I'm just saying, I mean... Yeah. I don't think there's a definitive reason, but I felt like it's. I think it was unique that they unfolded her clothes to show a circle line shape more than once on her body in a unique locations and stuff. So I feel like it has a poignant reason. I want to believe it is. You know, we'll just have to see. And right. why didn't she fix the mark on her cheek? I noticed that. Yeah. What, what was the, what, what was, why leave the dot there? I don't know. I have no clue. No, I didn't understand that. Uh, I mean, they're still just the people are having so much fun when we see that mech unit assemble for the first time. Oh, the right. I was just control. kidding. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, did like, you hear like, what she said? We made three hundred of them. Oh yeah, I'm sure we'll find a buyer or we'll be able to do something with those. I was like, holy shit, three hundred? Yeah. That right there tinkles my fancy. Is that um. Because that makes me feel like they're giving you a clue to what's going to get involved on the scale of what's going to be involved later, if that makes sense. Yeah. Oh, and trust me, when that construction bot even gets up and breaks his chain and starts heading towards Caleb's character, I was like, oh, this is about to get gnarly. And then they just throw him off a building. But Which was very I disappointing, by the way. Yeah. Oh, um, I, I was, I was actually pissed off, dude. I was like, we're about to see some badass. And then, what the shit, man? I think they were trying to show that people are not afraid of machines in this world right now. Even though the massacre happened on Westworld, they're not, they don't show the proper fear yet. Okay. I would agree. But why do we think that that machine turned on? Man, honestly, I have no idea. I have to me, the timing of the machine and Dolores being there makes me think that, that Dolores had the capability, maybe. But I don't well, she doesn't have that power, though. It's like That's the only I thing like, I wanted to say was Dolores. But it also coincided with his heart rate going up. And so maybe it was just looking out for. I think that's his what it safety. was. Is, I don't know why they would be connected, but, you know. His I mean, they work rate, together. They shoot his heart rate up, and he immediately gets up and goes to try to protect Rest. him. Yeah, yeah, and that would explain why he doesn't fight the people, but just goes to grab for him. Yeah, he just reaches for him, like to try to help him out, because he think I think he thinks he's going to fall off the side of the building. Yes, right. So uh, you think if you're a construction bot and you're working up in giant spaces, and somebody's about to have a heart attack or is having a panic, a panic attack. Yeah. Yeah, if you're having a panic attack and they're connected nearby, it's like that's their job. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. kind of like being a doctor and somebody on an airplane starting to you know have a seizure or something. It's your job to step in and help. Right. I would definitely not say that I was a doctor though. Those parts that she like a lawsuit. Yeah, we're all we're living today, boys. <laughs> there was turbulence at that exact moment, so like that. <laughs> not my fault, guys. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It was just interesting to see. Like they made it seem like it could be at least two different things of why that robot turned on. And I was interested to get y'all's opinion on what you thought it could have been. Yeah, I still think it's possible it's Dolores because we don't know who owns the robot. Maybe it's a Dalos robot. You know what I'm saying? And they give her a little bit of control. I don't really know. I mean, I'm pretty sure it is a Dalos robot. Yeah, because we saw the thing on the website where they make construction 
restriction of bots, riot mm-hmm. control bot. You know what I'm saying? So it's like it would make sense that she. Has a good I mean, look at look, look what she talks to in her in her head, basically. Right. You know what I mean? Her this earpiece. This is the coolest thing. Can, just seeing how quickly she moves, just yeah. talking to that. I need an apartment on the fourteenth floor. Negotiate the rooms next to it. Done. (laughs) I mean, that was something I would have never even thought about. Was just like negotiate for the rooms across the floor as well. I would have just been happy having the one room, knowing that how big those are. I'm not thinking that's going to be bugged across the room, but she's four steps ahead. What you see Hale say though, too, just in case you got to kill me. Yeah, I mean, she's like, it won't come to that. Yeah. Mm -mm. So, all right. But then not only that, but. That police car was one of the coolest things I'd seen. Dude, how about yeah, the ambulance? The ambulance too. Yeah. I mean, how about the gun? The you know, the 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 you know the phony cop was rocking. It was a homemade the gun. Print. Yep. You know, it yeah, had a was freaking a... wrist brace on it, and it had a top mag on it like a P90 does, but in a smaller version. It yeah, shot it was like kind of a, a cyber, automatic stapler. cyber pump. Yeah. Yeah. It was. It was pretty, you see how hard it was for him to control. Yeah. I love the realism of that. Yeah. You know, he's sitting there popping around like that, but you see the recoil is pulling his arm all over the place mm-hmm. and stuff. And how about this? Them bullets were going through that ambulance like it was hot, you know, hot butter, and he killed one of the paramedics. Yeah. You know, on the nothing. other side of the vehicle. I mean, again, great attention to detail. I mean, just spot on. You could tell that they are having so much fun with these things. I mean, these vehicles, the clear glass doors that open, these, you know. Like I said, this ambulance, that police car was absolutely phenomenal. Absolutely yeah. phenomenal. Um, I mean, the other thing is, we might not fear machines, but they're way too reliant on them because those medics didn't even know what to do without the machine telling them what they no, could do. That was a clear, like, just laughable moment to talk about, like, mechanics and things like that. It's like, it requires no training anymore. Yeah. You plug it up to the computer, it tells you what's wrong, and that's what you fix. You know what I'm saying? It's, and then him being a former medic's like, no, we need to do this, gotta go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> she needs oxygen. We don't do that. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> Stim pack. I mean, yeah. it was great. Just like, no, honestly, this is this is what's crazy. It's like like you're saying, Cash is like being so reliant on technology that it, it takes no IQ to do any job, basically. Yeah. I mean, that, that was a scary thing just seeing it. The medic's just like, Oh, she's dead. Like well, obviously they anything until this machine does, you know, tell us us what to do. Yeah, mm-hmm. don't worry. It's eventually going to tell us. We'll be all right. <laughs> yeah. Well, the main focus of the entire episode again was basically Charlotte, you know, character, and we come to this new realization because in season two they didn't elaborate this is that she has a ex-husband or boyfriend and has a child with them and evidently yes. she's been forgetting to pick up the child um and yeah, then, she was obviously a workaholic correct and then she they show the video of her sing to her her son's nathan i think is that correct yeah nathan hale which yeah. uh, was an ex-spy back in old war times really okay well, there you go. Yeah, it kind of explains a lot about her being the mole, you know, as the big reveal. Um, but what did y'all think about the video of her singing to her son? You know, at first I didn't like it until they played the full video later on. Yeah, I when they played the full video and she's done the full conversation, I was like, man, she really killed this. This is really good. 
I thought it was well acted. I didn't like it, and I thought it was phony just off of the character that we've known from, through the first two seasons. I'm with you, Cash. To me, the video didn't match the personality. Charlotte, we know. The Charlotte we knew of season two. Does that make sense? It just didn't fit the mold whatsoever. And I can agree with that, too, but it also fits the mold what she says based on the character we knew. You know, how she acted the way she was, how she was such a, you know, ice cold, you know, biatch, basically. And then what she's saying in the video is that it didn't mean shit and I just didn't focus on what was important, you know. That's what a workaholic would be like, you know. So it, it made sense to me. I agree with you. Maybe it's a little heavy handed. Um, but I'm still going to give it to the actress a little bit. She was pretty yeah, no. good. Oh, Tessa yeah. Thompson crushed it. Like, this entire. Awesome. Yeah. Because, like, even during, like, the. When she was first tucking him in, it was like she was saying everything as in just specific orders. Yeah. Yeah. I, I felt like she was a better robot than the ones in Westworld. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Acting wise, I mean, she carried the load this this episode. There's no doubt. I mean, she she's 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 it. There's no doubt about it. Um, I, mean, I think this was her best performance the entire series. I'll, I'll I agree with that. that. I'll agree with that 100%. Because I mean, you, you you know, it's one thing is you're acting to look, be, act like you're a robot. That a robot is acting like to being a caring mother. <laughs> and then <laughs> I mean, like you put, is, that, you put that on a pie chart or a uh, you know. Yeah. A it was like. <laughs> Tropic Thunder. I'm the guy. I did play the guy playing another guy. Like, what? Yeah, it's, it's Inception. It's not a dream within a dream within a dream. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. uh, you know, when you put all that together, that, that's pretty impressive. Uh, you know, really impressive. Um, all right. So, like you said, I mean, like, other than Charlotte basically talking about, hey, there's somebody hidden, you know, trying to buy up all of the yellow stock and we're going to get out of control, 38%. And this, of course, is Ciroc. Um the, the other part of the episode really is the focusing on Caleb and Dolores' interaction and making decisions. Now, did any of y'all, did either one of y'all notice that our boy Caleb, Jesse, whatever you want to go like that, evidently is balding terribly because his his hairpiece on the front is pretty dang noticeable when they put the camera up pretty close. Did y'all notice that? I did not. I wasn't paying attention to it, but I noticed that there's a reason why his hair is so uh, wildly pushed around like it is. Yeah, like, so I, I happened to just, I kind of freeze frame for a second, and I was like, man, his hair, for some reason, is just sticking out to me. I, so, <laughs> sure enough, I zoomed in a little bit, and I was like, oh, man, it's it's the it's the Nicolas Cage hairpiece, you know, across the front, you know? It's just what it looks like. Unless, unless they're just doing his makeup wrong, the, the guy looks like he's got a piece on. I mean, he, he did have that forehead where you salute the top of it, you know, when, once you, you know, I mean, I love the guy to death, but, you know, I just, I don't know. And to me, his hair seemed distracting for a part of the episode, and I, it, it just stuck out to me. But here nor there, he killed it when it came to his part. Um, I really thought, one thing we didn't talk about when he was on that skyscraper or his construction site was, is they showed his military-grade mouthpiece. Mm-hmm. And it was considered inactive, and they evidently fired it back up where you could connect it to a device, and you can control your heartbeat, your, I'm guessing, I'm guessing you can control your adrenaline levels, your focus. I bet you can control a lot of different things. Everything. Uh, I, I would that. say everything, so, like your dopamine levels, your fear, anxiety, yeah, breathing. Make you a perfect they called, it, they called it his drip. 
So, you know, if they wanted to turn him up or give him morphine to ease his pain or give him his antidepressant medication when he leaves the, you know, whatever the program he was in, you got to understand that this, this thing apparently can, you know, remove dopamine from your brain and give it to you when you need it. You know what I'm saying? Like control your bodily functions to make you a perfectly good owned soldier. Yeah. Or to take care of you after you're done. Yeah. So it's pretty impressive. It was pretty wild. Yeah. It was pretty well done. Yeah. I thought that was pretty neat. I thought it was interesting that, that they basically just did one little thing to the inside of his mouth and turned it back on. I guess it was an on off switch or, like it's just like a like, jolt of electricity. It looks like they shocked yeah. it, yeah. That's what it looks like. Right. Um, I thought that was a really cool feature. We already mentioned the riot control robot. I thought that was badass. Um, One thing know. I want to talk a little bit about is Sorak. We know the dude has $1 trillion. And that's on top of owning 38% of Delos. Right. How does, like... I don't know. I mean, I'm just confused on how we think someone can get that powerful. Like, I know they're saying he was doing it all through micro, very small transactions through 20 years. But how do you own Rohabam or whatever it is it's called? <laughs> and Rehobam. then you only Rehobam. you have yeah Rehobam, 38% of the most powerful corporation. Yeah, but like, how do you make yourself you extremely you control make yourself extremely valuable and extremely unnoticeable i don't know extremely scarce yeah, yeah. Oh. and so like, i guess he overtook williams control or like did is he the reason why logan died because we're bomb was it's been active 20 years right i don't have enough information uh, to, to, to decipher yeah, that part sure. of it yet um I, like i think with anything you know, any, any TV series like this, every year you've got to step it up a little bit more to create the, you know, the, the negative, the bad, and whatever you want to call it, the, the bad guy, um, of having an ability or the capability higher than what you had originally think was the past, what was the limit, is that per se? Yeah. I mean, last season, you know, the man in black coming to find out that, you know, we've, we found out he who he was and that his daughter was, you know, trying to create him, you know, as a host and um, in showing the power and the diversity of the company to try to come in when all this happened. And then now we're going to this and we're going to the real world. And, and or as we say, we think is the real world, because as this episode talks about a lot, is that creating a construct of everyone, you know, he might be real and you're getting told, you know, based on the construct of everything what's your predictability of what you're going to do in your life and how you're going to end it in the whole nine yards. Are we seeing, you know, the real, or are we actually in the construct? You know, you just don't know. I think there could be a big reveal at the end of this, realize that we've been watching most of this is, is the construct itself. I doubt it, but they, they could find a way to fool us as part of it. I don't know. I mean, I think some of it, they, they talked about, uh, you know, when we talk about it now, it's like how valuable your metadata is. Yes. for advertising, for sales, and all those types of things. And they talk about how you're just collecting it over time. People are just collecting and collecting and collecting to, you know, force down your throat things that you they think you want to buy, right, and sell you stuff um, and predict, you know, what you'll do in the future. So that seems to be how you make your money. It seems to be the reason why Ciroc wants, wants that pearl with all the information that was in Abernathy's head. 
you know. Yeah, it has all the host information. All the host information. So that's a huge chunk of metadata it can he they can use, you know, that's value to put into that Rehoboam thing, I would assume. And he said that that was in Dolores, right? Or was he just saying that Dolores no, Dolores has, has the key to open it. Okay. Yeah. Oh, and that's what they got from Maeve in the last episode. Got you. Right. I just misheard it then. So the, Dolores is, you know, they're making sure Dolores is just as important as the pearl that has all the information in it. You know, it's a hand-in-hand yeah. hand thing. Which yeah, totally could be, yeah, it could be a total situation of sacrifice at the end of this where, you know, what's more important, Dolores or all the information that comes with, you know what I mean? Because, see, Dolores is in that Abernathy ball as well. You know what I mean? So there's a very there's a good potential possibility that even if she sacrifices herself or becomes no more, that she could technically be reborn with all the information that's in Abernathy. Abernathy is everything. You know what I mean? It's not it's all the hosts, but it's also them as well. If I remember okay. correctly, you know. Yeah, and, and I'm not sure Dolores pictures herself beyond the revolution. No, I it's think one, she sees herself dying. I think it's one of the reasons why she brought Bernard back is to say, Bernard, even though he tried to stop me, is the best of us. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. I, I don't know if she's going to say he's the best of us, but I guess he's like the... Well, he's I, the I think most, I see where you're going with it. Well, he still has more of a, what we would call a moral compass, if anything, I guess. Well, until he clicks on other Bernard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, the, the moral compass is flexible. Yeah, it's 1,000 eruption. Yeah, that's a moral schizophrenia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. But, but, you know, but I think that what Bernard's, I can see her having that as his future. Right. You know. Hmm. I get, like, if any if any of the robots are to live through this, uh, I can see how she would want it to be him, you know. But obviously, she wants to create more of her kind. Oh, there's no doubt. She yes. wants to extend her kind, and Rehoboam and this, you know, insight is what threatens that completely because they cannot be predicted based on being another robot entity. Is what I've gathered from everything. Y'all agree with that? Um, yeah, I can see that they're not predictable, but also, you know, they're connected in a form or fashion, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it's like he just gets to use Google instantly and just automatically know every answer. And she's just not on that level. Don't know. I don't, like I said, maybe there's more information. I'm not sure exactly. Yeah, well, just once you know, like, how far Dolores has got into it, because, like she said, she was able to show Caleb where he goes and gets his, you know, cheeseburger and strawberry shake and, and go through that whole scenario of his past, in which, you know, he talks about the waitress, Sarah, and mom just walk, you know, walks away, and six months later, she's in she's in a mental institute. Um, he goes through social oh, services. You know. If my son ordered a strawberry shake, I'd probably walk away from him as well. That's all <laughs> I mean. he, didn't, he didn't order it. Remember, she brought it to him. Just yeah, they're trying to calm, calm him down. down. Yeah, man. Calm it down. You're rude. You're rude bastard. <laughs> hey, strawberry shake's disgusting. Stand by. Cash does not uh, share the values of Bleed TV podcast with his food choices. Please disregard uh, all, I mean, all listeners. I don't like strawberry shakes either. <laughs> yeah. I'm not, 
I'm not leaving my child over it. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, and then she eventually leads him down to this pier and, you know, hits him with the, you know, the bomb of, and this is where you, you know, basically you're going to commit suicide. 10 to 12 years. I'll give yeah. you a little, a little bit of leniency there. Yeah. No, I mean, that's what the, the paperwork shows. 10 to 12 yeah. years. You know, she's not spouting off what she thinks. She's spouting off what the pattern shows. It also showed yeah. why he will never get promoted and why he was not getting those jobs. He was interviewing for and everything else. He was he was being maintained at a certain level. Yeah. Well, no, yeah, because nobody's going to invest in somebody that's going to commit suicide in 10 years. Right. So, like I said, I, I give you, Jake, you know, there's a lot of information there. Um, you know, they, they yeah, you got to admit, these are super cool concepts to base a show around. I mean, it's pretty amazing. Yeah. I mean, it was not only just that, just the acting I thought in this episode was the best acting we've seen all season. Yeah. I mean, even with, uh, with Caleb and stuff, I thought he really did excellent. Him getting angry there at the diner and stuff. I'm enraged. You know, I thought it was great. Right. Uh, I, I mean, I really think a lot of people killed it in this episode. Do you Did you think the music was too high again? I'm sorry for cutting you off no, there, Zach. Um, I, I feel like the Dolores episodes have higher music. And, like, I was catching what you were saying in the first episode more so in this one than with Maeve. Well, you got me paying attention to it more. Maybe a little bit in a couple of scenes it got a little high and it drowned out a little bit of the dialogue, but not near, like, the first episode. first no. episode was a... Was tough. Obnoxious. I garbled yeah. up. <laughs> All right. One thing I wanted to mention, and before I forgot anything, was is that in some of Caleb's little flashbacks, there was one that showed him wearing a homemade stocking over his head and shooting an automatic weapon. Did y'all did y'all catch that? I did. It almost looks like he's the one that shot his best friend. In a weird way. I don't yeah. know. I don't know, you know, like one of those flashes near to that showed them both together, but his friend did not have a mask on. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, I think I want to think that that's part of like, you know, him being them doing the revolution thing or whatever. Do you think we actually get to see the full scenario of the demise of his friend? Yes, you know, yeah, we will. we'll eventually see it. I hope so, because I mean, like these little these little sprinkles are giving us they're pretty tantalizing, and I'd lo- I'd love to get the entire package when it comes to that. Um, there. now the other thing was is that we've seen two scenes now where he goes and visits his mother and she's like who the hell are you you know or has no idea or, or you know that kind of scenario well and at first I was going to be frustrated with that because in this future with what they're capable of I, I don't feel like we would have Alzheimer's or dementia anymore or we would have things that compat it where a person could still function. I mean, with what they're doing with like CRISPR, even nowadays, and things like that, like, and then what do we see in this show? No, I just don't feel like it's dementia or Alzheimer's. So I was glad that it was something where she was committed. So she actually has a mental disorder, you know, not a well, disease. I mean, even with how much we're advancing with CRISPR and stuff, that's still money, and Caleb isn't somebody that has a lot of money. Yeah, I understand so, I mean, that. I, but it's one of those denial of care thing, then. You know what I'm saying? Okay, yeah, if it's yeah. a cure for somebody and you're not giving it to them because they can't afford it, it, may, it makes you wonder. I mean, Gattaca. 
I mean, that's all I do, the way I see well, it. Well, and if it was those Gattaca, I would agree with you. But the thing is, is they haven't shown that there's this even-tiered society like Gattaca had. You know, there's okay. the haves and the haves-nots. <laughs> you know what I'm right. They don't have that. I mean, it, it, to me, it was just like Caleb not getting any jobs was the have-nots. But, I mean, I guess that gets explained away a little bit. Well, the, the have-nots. But once again, though, same thing. You're right with it. her mom or his mom is like, well, you wouldn't invest anything in her either because she's wackadoo. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> so you're we right. There the terms is, used over here. Yeah, that's how we roll. Yeah. 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 There's no doubt. Glossary. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, oh, goodness gracious. But, you know, other than that, I mean – like I said, the thing at the end was is that Ciroc wants the pearl, and you find out that Charlotte was a mole for him, even while she was the upper echelon of Delo, uh, you know, Delos before season Which two. explains why she was fighting so hard to get Nathan Abernathy before she left. Correct. Um, so, I mean, all that lines up. I mean, it was cool to see the whole give her glasses and – so she can see the construct of Ciroc, and he's not physically there. He's going to insulate himself, even in physical form. Um, but, you know, we have put, we've got puzzle pieces all over the place now. I mean, we've got Bernard and Stubbs over in one place, headed. We've got, now we have Caleb and Dolores together. You know, Charlotte's doing her thing. We don't know where Maeve is yet. And we want to feel like some of the characters that was with Maeve's episode are going to reappear somehow. And we have five episodes left. So we've got a lot of stuff that's going to have to converge on itself to get things going. Um, and so I'm kind of... I think that's going to start happening pretty quick. But next episode looks like we're going to focus on Ed Harris and the man in black. Um, you know, we've seen previews for two episodes in a row where, we, you know... He, you know, he's reliving his nightmare or who he is, you know, when his wife committed suicide in the tub uh, and was the beginning of the end of his family unit, as they say. Um, so you think the next episode is going to be purely on him? No, I think it's going to bounce around between all three, him, Maeve, and Dolores. Well, in this episode, they said when Dolores was talking to Charlotte, they said for us to be able to make the big move, we're going to have to go see an old friend. It's the only way we're going to be able to make this happen. Who is mm-hmm. the old friend they're talking about? Are we talking about the man in black? I think so. I think we are, mainly because he, don't forget, he is, uh, well, I say he is, but he is the like stakeholder. Well, he's the controlling he's the controlling share or the, the head guy of Delos. No, Ciroc know. is now with thirty eight percent. Well, in a public forum, yeah, but I mean, he's still. But that's the thing. I don't know. I don't know if Hale uh, yeah. and the Man in Black can have more percentage than him. I don't know. You know, what maybe. Saying? But also, maybe. that he was. Could, he could have been the empty chair. We, we were we were thinking it was the other. It was Jerry, but it could have been the man in black was the empty chair. I don't know. I mean, I don't think so. But maybe he was. You know. I mean, I have no clue. To be honest with you, no clue. Um, I can't well, think of anybody else. If we think the old friend. If the old friend, if we think it's the man in black, 
to be able to make the big move for Delos, then it has to, to me, that has to be him. And he has to become a player. And that makes more sense of what the empty chair was. And like what she said, you know, he would, he would agree with me, you know, or, um, so I don't know. That, I mean, look, that's my prediction. So I, that's what I'm going with. But in the end, knowing who he is, does he side with Dolores or with humans? I think Dolores. Considering that he's come self-aware of who he is, what he is. Yeah. And yeah, but we, we've seen in the previews where he's, like, who am I? His, I know who I am. His, his mission is to save humankind. Right. I agree with that. So I'm, I'm curious. Dolores what, to me, it sounded like, at least when she was talking to Caleb, that she was for humankind. I don't, I don't know. know. Split up. You know, it's like a double-edged sword. You know what I mean? I don't know. For all you know, Dolores could be playing Caleb. But, you know, like I said, I think we're going to have a big twist either both ways uh, towards the end of this. I, I really do. I'm not exactly positive where they're going with it, but that's a, that's a distinct possibility. Let me ask y'all yeah, this. Why, why free humans from their cages? Yeah. Like she's talking about with Caleb's. Uh, yeah. Caleb's case. He's like, you're like me. You've been, you know, put in a cage and told what your life can be. Like, I don't why, know. why do that to the people that put you in the cage to begin with? I don't know. Easier to control humans question. that are not a part of what was the original caging of her, I guess you'd say. She gets rid of the Rehoboam and Sirach. There is no competition to what she can, what she can do. As she said in episode, I think two, she was like, you know, or maybe it was one where she's like, you know, you, you've created, you think you've created a god, but the gods have arrived. And um, yeah, that was episode one. So I uh, say I'm going with that. But um, refresh my memory: Did Man in Black's daughter survive? No, he killed her, thinking she was a robot. Remember, he shot her <laughs> a couple yeah. times. Couple well, times. I remember. I remember him shooting her but uh, at the very end she visits him and lets him know that he's not no i think i think that was a flashback to when he was being put in the round room or whatever yeah she's i'm fairly confident she's dead dead yeah i think her actual human form is dead lovely i couldn't remember (laughs) i just i was anyway i don't think it has a bearing about anything i just I'm just very curious as to, you know, yeah. how we're going to introduce him next week. At least I hope we introduce him next week. Let's put it that way. Well, the introduction's going to be how the hell did he get off of Westworld? Right. Or is he Besides still there? Besides being the man of black. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, well, the thing is, is they're still over there cleaning up Westworld. You know, they're still over there fixing up stuff, you know, cleaning up the mess. If somebody were to see... Bigger mess. If somebody were to see him, would they immediately think he's a host or the leader of Delos? Leader Delos. Yeah, I would imagine. So, as long as he's got a glove on that hand of his. (laughs) What's left of it, really. Yeah. But, uh, guys, what did y'all think of the episode? If uh, y'all chime in, we had several emails and social media. Uh, Had some really nice ones. Uh, Had a great email from... uh, couple people um and one was a doctor and we had, we had a couple people and by the way 
thank you all to our medical professionals, all our heroes, truck drivers, and everybody else that's helping us during this time and while we're having the podcast via Skype. But um, really appreciate some of the emails, um, you know, especially those two that talked about how they really appreciate listening to us during this time of quarantine and everything. And uh, we're happy y'all chose us. Um, but as always, always be don't be afraid to hit us up on social media. Uh, that's a Bleed TV podcast um, on, on Facebook, on Twitter, and it's Bleed TV podcast at gmail.com if you want to send us an email. Uh, we always try to respond to everybody we can. Uh, we're not perfect. Uh, sometimes it's a little too much to get to everybody, but we uh, we, we do pretty good. But um, please do that. But uh, guys, unless y'all got anything else, I think we're going to close this one out. No, I'm good, man. All right, guys. I think it's a good night. So this is Bleed TV, and I'm Zach. I'm Jake. And I'm Cash. And we'll see y'all next week.